0: Hey, this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX.
1: This is Bo Bascoro. This is Shay Altered. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Laura. More of Rocco Code. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. This is Maliki. And this is Ryan. We're Small Million.
0: And you're listening to Sounds of PDX.
1: Sounds of PDX. Sounds of
0: PDX on PRP. good Tuesday evening. This is Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. It's KSFL LP on 99.1 or PRP. Fm. I want to thank you for wherever you're streaming the show. Uh, if you're online like my buddy Ben Hooks already at PRP.FM, you can log into the talk board and say hello to myself and tonight's special guest, Michael Jonas of Rational Unicorn Legal Services, one of the coolest names in town. <laughs> Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's so cool that you're here. Um, I first caught uh, wind of you this summer when you were working with uh, Onion the Man, and Ian was talking about Onion Fest and just how much you'd done for them and the knowledge that you'd bestowed upon them and in the meantime we've had the opportunity to meet and uh, I just wanted to pick your brain about the music business and share some tunes back and forth because that's what this is all about. Uh, we've got a really cool playlist tonight featuring a handful of local stuff, but uh, some stuff that, that Michael's listening to and I got to say I know you were worried about it being <laughs> a little pop. I had to strip away some super pop songs that I was like, oh, I'm gonna play them this week. Uh, you got some really cool stuff. I wanna talk to you about uh, obviously your history with music and then uh, how you got into this crazy uh, law game, especially in the entertainment business or music business. It's sure. ever changing and kind of nutty. Uh, so thank you for being here. We're also talking about tonight, the Women Crush PDX December uh, Music Business Holiday Bash. Have details on that, it's coming up next week. Uh, but what do you say we start to show off with a tune uh get our feet wet and uh head on our way we're gonna i want to start the show with tightrope featuring big <laughs> boy by uh, janelle Monet. i think it's a really cool song uh why did this make our
1: playlist for you tonight um i love janelle Monet. kind of knew about her prior to her crazy popularity all of a sudden um i don't know i just she strikes me as someone who is extremely authentic and extremely talented And maybe fearful, but also not afraid at the same time. So I just think that that's that's really important. I think what we have today in this crazy time is authenticity. Mm -hmm. And So she sort of embodies that for me. Yeah, I
0: don't think we'll be able to look back at her career and see anyone else like her at the time that she's doing this. I mean, I'm sure there's ripoffs and stuff, but... She's respected for just that. She is a true individual. Glad she made the playlist tonight. I'm your host, Luke Neal. I've got Michael Jonas of Rational Unicorn Legal Services. We're gonna be talking about the music business, spinning some cool tunes, and hanging out with you until 9 PM. So stick around. Monet left foot. Welcome back to Portland Radio Project. I am Luke Neal, and this is Sounds of PDX. I have Michael Jonas of the Rational Unicorn Legal Services with us. Super cool name. Uh, How did you come up (laughs) with this name and land on this? I think maybe Portland is the only place this would work.
1: Yeah, I get asked this frequently. Um, Let's see. How can I tell you in a short answer? (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, I wanted to be myself as a lawyer and not some stodgy, pretentious type of person. And I feel like unicorns are popular and for a perfect reason. They're magical, they're amazing. And so the issue that I had, or the issue I have in life with everything, with dreaming, is also being real. Hmm. So balancing being a realist with being a dreamer. So essentially that's what a rational unicorn is. So whether (laughs) whether I'm the rational unicorn, your dreams are, or my clients, um, I'm essentially saying, you know, do your homework, do your logistical reasoning, do your paperwork, then go and frolic, you know, then go and sparkle or glitter or whatever you want to do.
0: That's really cool. I absolutely love that uh, mentality. I, or I, I'm sure it's, a, I guess, your mission uh, statement or sentiment. It's it's really tough, especially in this day and of the music business. It's people um, who used to traditionally do XYZ as artists are finding themselves playing more and more of the administrative or business role. So, uh, when we spoke, just your approach to to music laws is really great and I think some wonderful advice that our listeners can take away from tonight. Uh, But before we get into that, i got to ask you, you've got an obvious love for music. (laughs) Talk to me about some of the early um, bands or artists that you listened to Mm -hmm. and were there folks in your life uh, growing up that you listened to music with?
1: Yeah. my mom was really big on Supremes and the Turner sisters and Chicago and all of that stuff. So um, whether or not she knew the, the correct words or not, um, <laughs> she would be singing in the house, kind of driving around. So I was sort of exposed to all of those um, types. And then my mom, kind of, kind of funny, kind of not, she used to love Gloria Estefan. And so she'd put that on and sing and dance. Um, and she was super jealous because we just went to the Gloria Estefan I was um, ask. Broadway show. How we was were, it? it was good. We were yeah. gifted tickets for that by a great friend. That's so rad. Um, so I just, we always had my, both my parents loved it. We would go to, um, I come from a frugal Jewish family. And so, you know, if something was free or affordable, my parents were all about it. And so summers, almost every summer, there were free concerts in the park. Oh, sure. And so we would go and it would be like, I think one of the, one of the bands is called Captain Kordiak and the Coronaries and they were (laughs) a cover band and they would do, you know, a little bit of Ray Charles and then they would do their Chicago thing. Um, And then they would do their earth, wind and fire thing, kind of switch up. Um, so we would go to multiple things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just have always liked music. I think whether you're happy, depressed, anxious, um, sort of whatever mood that you're in, there is a musical genre for you.
0: I completely agree, especially in this day and age. I yeah. mean, you could spend 10, 15 minutes on your favorite streaming service and you're down the rabbit hole with new artists you never heard of. It's a wonderful time for music listeners and uh, it's a trying time for artists And that's why we have you here in town. That's why you're doing what you're doing is to help guide folks in the right direction. We'll be talking about that coming up, but I do want to hop back into our PDX Spotlight playlist. And just a quick heads up, the brand new PDX Spotlight episode dropped on Sunday night. Uh, It was our live filming of Floater at the Star Theater. So I want to thank them again. It's a really cool episode. Please go check it out. Uh, Next on the PDX Spotlight playlist is Sia. I've been a fan of hers for a very long time, uh, all the way from the the first time I heard her in zero seven to early unknown singer songwriter to, you know, what she's become today. Uh, you selected the song birds set free, great song, amazing lyrics. Mm-hmm. What does this track mean to you right now?
1: Oh, there's so much to say. I absolutely love Sia. I think she's brilliant. Um, this is just about keeping on, you know, the whole keep on trucking. Keep on going. Um, trust yourself, go forward. Um, I picked Sia and I I literally, if there was any playlist, I could probably always pick Sia. Yeah. For almost anything. She's got a song
0: for every occasion. Um,
1: yeah, you know, and she's also a brilliant songwriter, you know, like she's written for Rihanna and Beyonce and everybody else. Um, but this song particularly, it just it evokes a lot of emotion.
0: It's a really great track. I'm, I'm glad you picked it. You've got a lot of uh, emotional tracks on this playlist. That's what I'm saying. I, got to str- I had to strip back some of my yeah. pops. So it would just be inappropriate. I'm yeah. some of the songs you They're picked. They're
1: hopeful, too. Yeah. Because once you realize what you're going through and you have that awareness, I think you can break free. And that's sort of you know what this and some of the other songs I picked are about.
0: Yeah, you've got a lot of uplifting music. And I'm a big fan of like soundtrack-sounding uh, music, uplifting stuff. You are right in my wheelhouse, my friend. Uh, Another great pick from Michael Jonas of Rational Unicorn Legal Services. This is Bird Set Free by Sia. I'm Luke Neal. Stick around. I'll be with you until 9 p.m. That's the latest from Patternist here on Sounds of PDX, a great local artist that keeps putting out really good tunes. I uh, want to give everyone a shout out and a big thank you for their help over the weekend with our fundraiser. Uh, Pythion Studios hosted the holiday kickoff. We want to thank them because everybody came out. We had the audio sequence that performed uh, Noah Kate and Cloudlines. Um, we also reached and surpassed our goal. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, to find out how you can become a monthly sustainer, go to PRP.FM, click the Uh, top right-hand part of your screen uh, that says support PRP so we can keep great music on the air like Patternist that we just played. And I could keep bringing guests into the studio like Michael Jonas of Rational Unicorn Legal Services. Uh, Last couple segments, we've just been diving into (laughs) your past and love for music. Uh, I'm sure there's some folks listening in that are like, all right, I guess this guy's supposed to be a lawyer. Let's talk about that (laughs) stuff. Uh, So let's talk about that journey. Sure. I guess what's the best way you would describe that? How uh, much time that, do you have? <laughs> Hey, we were here for two hours. Uh, so, yeah, how, how did you get from point A to point uh, Z where you're at now? Sure.
1: Oh, geez. So, I've always been half uh, social justice, policy, law, and half media, marketing, music, entertainment. So, I was, you know, in high school. The president of Speech and Debate, did mock trial, but I also produced her high school talent show. Oh, right and on. Did some marketing for theater and did some acting. So I've always kind of had both, um, which has been good and which has also been a challenge, right? Because the world is often putting you in either artistic or analytical. Um, where to begin? So <laughs> I actually graduated law school in 2009 um, in the recession lucky you. yeah, (laughs) Um, lost my apartment, lost my car, had to move home at one point, couldn't find work. Um, and then just had many years of marketing jobs, real estate, mediation, all kinds of random things. Right. So self-discovery, but also survival. Sure. Um, one of the things I did during that time was I did a lot of brand promoting. So I would be, uh, what they call a promo model or brand ambassador. And Go to car shows and go to festivals. So I got to work at Comic Con and I got to work at music festivals like Coachella, for example. Oh, that's rad! Um, Yeah, so I would work for a solar company at Coachella at the Solar Outfit. So enjoyed that, you know, while fighting depression, (laughs) whatever (laughs) else. So the short story is, um, I actually took nine bar exams. I took five in California. That I failed (laughs) and I was supposed to move to Portland, Oregon and pass the first bar exam in Oregon and I failed three and then I passed my fourth in Oregon. So I took a total of nine bar exams. Um, so basically when I found out I passed, I was doing a government contract job in a records department of loads of fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And sort of had this choice of, do I want to work as an attorney for an insurance company or some sort of medical or personal defense, Um, which didn't sound really fun? Do I want to take whatever legal job I get? Um, I decided I was going to stay at that records job and then create my law firm in the interim. So I worked both for six months. Hmm. So essentially I would work full time and then I would come home, eat dinner. My boyfriend would potentially help with dinner sometimes or we'd buy food. And then I would do, (laughs) yeah. And no, he's, he's wonderful. And then I would do work from six or seven to 11 or 12 at night. And then I'd also work all weekend. So I did that for like six months. And then, um, I just decided, okay, I'm going to be a full-time lawyer. I'm done with this. Um, and then I also, I think, you know, I write poetry and Mm -hmm. spoken word and other stuff. So I'm slowly, but surely getting to where I need to be as a person, both professionally and creatively. Um, this past year has been extraordinary because I've had my law firm. Um, my clients are amazing. I have clients who are coffee shop owners, bakers, photographers, musicians, um, just a variety of really passionate, creative people. And so I get up and I work with these folks and even though I'm writing contracts and doing boring things, um, you know, I get called out at a show, for example, like when I see onion, the man, Ian yells out, Hey, that's my lawyer. He's in the <laughs> s-. And I go, no, come on. <laughs> I sort of duck down. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if my client has an art show, I go to the art show. Yeah. If my client, um, is performing, I'll go to the venue, whether it's getting pizza at Mississippi Pizza or whether it's grabbing a beer. Um, so my whole goal is community business law and being you know affordable and attainable and making sure that people know you don't have to be shut out of the legal process because of either finances or because you're creative. Um, you have that option there are choices out there, or maybe there's not a lot of choices, but I'm trying to create an option for people who um, don't have a large retainer and don't want to be billed for calls and emails and want to talk and have a beer or coffee and just figure out, okay, what are we doing? What are the services that are needed? Um, So to me, I'm being my authentic self as a lawyer. So even when I work 12 hours sometimes a day, (laughs) it's totally cool because I'm helping my client, and I appreciate it, and I like what they're doing.
0: Yeah, it's not like you're putting in overtime at a job that you're not crazy about anymore. I mean, that's kind of the goal. I mean, I'll walk away from the radio station and then go do something else that's music-related. You know, it's something that's... Always on my plate, and that's why we are in this crazy business and love it. Uh, I want to talk to you more when we come back about some of the things that you do offer and also uh, something you call your triple bottom line, which is really cool. Uh, (laughs) That
1: sounds salacious, but it's not. (laughs) It's
0: really cool, folks. There's some good information coming up, including information about the uh, get-together that we are all having at the White Eagle this Wednesday, December 19th from 8 to 11 p.m. It's the uh, Women Crush PDX December Music business holiday bash. I'm going to be putting the link up on the talk board. Uh, when we come back, we're going to dive into that and a few more things. Uh, but next on the playlist is Hunger by Florence and the Machine. Wonderful new single that just came out from her this year. What last three, four months?
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe four months or more.
0: It is wonderful. And I, has been a mainstay for me.
1: Florence is my spirit animal. <laughs> if a person can be a spirit animal.
0: I think so. Yeah, I and she would be a good one to pick. Uh, you were saying before we came on the air that you appreciate what I appreciate about her kind of her um uh, there's a flow to her. You know, there's a um a, a natural thing about her when you see her perform whether it's on mm-hmm. SNL or a Coachella stage.
1: Yeah, she she's, embodies the music, the lyric, all of that. So she's sort of feeling with it versus just performing. So, um, I don't know, seeing an artist dance and express themselves in other ways besides just the song, I think is a really beautiful thing. Um, you know, who's been, who's been really good at that lately is pink. Oh, you know, just, there are people who sort of do that. They embody their music. Um, so I think Florence is a, a really good example of that, but also just the transgression and the, the, uh, the way music can make you feel. You know, in one song, Florence can take you on a journey, mm. and then you listen to it, and in the end, you feel better, you're thought provoked, you want to you wanna run in a field. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Like, yeah,
0: I just picture her in her element with ribbons and spinning on stage i mean uh, that's what we love about florence and the machine great new single from her you can also find it in our regular prp rotation at prp.fm this is hunger by florence and the machine here on sounds of pdx The Avid Brothers here on Portland Radio Project. That was an influence or I would say a, uh, a fan favorite of Michael Jonas. He's been with <laughs> me tonight. Uh, Michael is with Rational Unicorn Legal Services. We've been talking about uh, his business, the way he found himself into entertainment law and all of the other endeavors. But we teased uh, you've got something on your website called your triple bottom line. Uh, this is really cool. And it resonated with me. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So some of you may have heard about it. Um, essentially the triple bottom line is you care not just about profit, but you keep, you care about the planet and about people as well. And so if you add that to your business model, um, you kind of live through it every day. And so when I'm doing something, I think about, you know, is this sustainable? How's the environment affected? How are the people affected? Um I'm not just thinking bill 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 and um you know that kind of goes along with a lot of my practices as a business law firm I kind of took every practice that I hated and flipped <laughs> it on its head yeah. and decided to do the opposite um but part of that too relates to being a benefit company um that's one of the the principles of being a benefit company um, in, in Maryland and Oregon, so only two States an LLC can also be a benefit company versus a benefit corporation, which are in all the other States. And essentially what that is, is it's a third party, um, state certifier and they look at your whole business, um, to try to figure out what kind of practices you have, and then they decide whether or not to give you this certification. Hmm. So it's kind of like a you know a green building certification. It's basically stamping your business saying, you know, this is someone who actually cares. They're doing practices that match what they're saying.
0: I like what you said about um, charging by the hour because a lot of musicians have that red light anxiety and fatigue of you know they know they're in the, either in the studio or a photo mm-hmm. shoot or whatever and they're paying somebody by the hour uh, i remember having that as a recording artist in the studio um, except for one time early on actually the first music lawyer i ever met the guy's name is david bennett he charged me by the song. And I thought as an artist, you know, to record with him. And uh, he taught me like the basics of the music business back in uh, 2000. Uh, but <laughs> I think that's exactly right. It shows that you care. It shows that you are willing to go out and get a beer or a coffee with somebody and engage in their project. Because, Uh, I think there's a fear with Mm -hmm. some artists to get involved with a music lawyer, but, you know, maybe talk about some of the things that artists should be weary of if they're not getting representation or somebody watching their back.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, I would say for that, um, I always tell artists that there's an expression. I say your art is your business. Um, and a lot of artists, they think that by being more formal or having legalities or talking about liability, you know, they're going to lose their creativity. They're not going to be mm-hmm. organic or they're going to become too corporate. And then I'm going to tell them the opposite. I'm going to say, you are so creative and so organic that you need to have the formalities in place. Um, so that's a big thing for me is just telling them your artist, your business. The other thing is preventative, right? So, we can't put the, the toothpaste in the tube. That sort of expression. So, um, maybe you need a a band partnership agreement. Maybe you need to trademark your band name. Uh, maybe you need to have someone review your contract. Um, I have a client. I won't I won't name her name, but if she's probably listening, um, who signed a record deal when she was pretty young, and I had to get her out of that record deal. Um, had she had an attorney look it over. Um, but again, a lot of attorneys who do entertainment law or business law are inaccessible. So an artist can't necessarily pay that large retainer or they're worried about paying for a consult and then paying for 15 minute emails and calls.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's all before, what does your project mean to you and where are you stuck right now? Which seems to be your first step.
1: Yeah. So my first step is I meet with every single client and basically talk about, I say, give me your crazy, you know, like what is going on in your life? Um, I'm not looking for an organized plan, polishing anything. Like you can bring me random pictures, receipts, emails, and just tell me like what's going on. We'll figure it out together. Okay. It sounds like you're having a problem with people using your music. Well, is there a possibility we can do a licensing agreement? Um, maybe before that we have to do a cease and desist for this person, you know, so I just basically figure out what's going on. Um, and to me, that relationship building is so important, not just for the client, because it is their art, but for me as an attorney, um, I sort of feel morally obligated, which I think all attorneys should, <laughs> yes. to help to help my client. And so I want to know exactly what are you working on? What's the problem? What do you fear? And then we're going to talk about, okay, here are your options. And what do you want to do about it? How do you want to move forward? Versus me saying, give me this money. I'll do this and then we call it a day. Then <laughs> I'll come back and tell you what I think you should do. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot so, of that. So I try not to do that at all. I I um I mean some some attorneys would maybe say that I'm too invested or I'm too emotionally connected and I you know I would call BS on that. And say, yeah. <laughs> um for me that's the only way. I mean you're dealing with people's creativity. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. So I think, um, you asked about advice, you know, what would I tell artists? Um, so the first one is what I keep repeating is your art is your business. Um, the other thing would be, um, protecting your intellectual property and valuing not just yourself, but your brand and your creation and knowing where that goes and who's using it. It doesn't mean that everywhere you go, you're yelling at people and saying, don't play my song. You know, you're never going to become popular, right? I remember um, a story about Sonny and Cher, how they would dress up like different characters and they would request their own songs and they would call and do voices. And my point is, is you're never going to gain that popularity if you put such a tight grip on everything you do. So that's not the answer. And then the answer is not to just be chaotic and all over the place. So it's sort of this in-between of, what is your plan? So if you follow that, your art is your business, you'd probably have a a plan, you know? Um, You'd ask yourself, when I'm performing at these venues, do we have a contract? Um, Do I know what they expect from me? Is that clear? Um, If I'm going on tour, what does this tour look like? Who's gonna be there? Who's gonna be recording? If they take my music that I played, and then they play it on their website and then somebody in Alaska or wherever else uses it for a commercial. Do I have any idea that that happened? So just knowing mm. where your intellectual property is, who's using it, how it's used, um, and whether that be copyright related, trademark related, whether that be a licensing agreement. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of opening dialogue mm. and talking to these parties And figuring out um, where is this going? And I think one of the other issues that I'll mention is a lot of artists, they have a problem giving out contracts Mm. to people they're working with. So someone will work at a sound recording studio or someone will hire an independent contractor, bassist because either their basis is not available or they want to add a basis. So there's this fear of like, Oh, they're a magician. That's just Jack. He's going to come and play for me. Well, yeah, but what if he 10 years later wants the royalties from that song? Um, So getting all these things in gear, getting independent contractor agreements in place, um, making sure that the people who work on your album, they know that maybe they can share it with your permission but they don't own it, and they don't own the rights. Um, you don't want an Etta James situation. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, man. She was, noto- for those of you who don't know, she's one of the most notoriously uh, licensed, abused artists out there, I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is all... Killer advice, I am extremely grateful because I'm a sponge to soaking all this up. Like I said, I learned how to copyright through the Library of Congress back in 2000. <laughs> so I, I, I protected my IP from the very beginning. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about something else that you do uh, a little bit later uh, with these uh, like Brunch and Learns or the, the More You Glow series uh, where you go out and educate people in, in uh, I guess smaller groups, classroom environments. I really dig everything that you're doing with that we'll also be talking about uh your strategy with social media because if you're not following rational unicorn <laughs> on social media you're missing out yes There's always really get good stuff more followers. yeah we'll, we'll bump that up for you uh in the meantime we'll get back to the playlist we have Amity with huntress uh i know for a fact they are working on new music right now saint Cecilia studios is moved from tucson to portland so Amity, new music coming out in 2019 uh, until then let this hold you over this is their latest release with huntress Friend of the show, friend of the station, that's Bo here on Sounds of PDX. Uh, a couple local picks there from Amity and Bo because that's what we do here on Portland Radio Project, your community radio station. Find out how you can support us uh, keeping great programs and great local music on the air. Go to PRP.FM and click the support tab there at the top right-hand part of your screen. Uh, as you know, uh, sounds of PDX here, we, we dive into the Portland music scene. We've been talking to Michael Jonas about music law. And uh, you were saying something before the break about... Um you know your your personal touch mm-hmm. and your uh, engagement, and I think you said some of your associates in the field said you would be too invested. <laughs> uh, I love that word though because the intentionality of it. I think there is a thing of being too invested in projects that aren't your own. Mm-hmm. But I think that you've got to have some sort of hook, some sort of passion, if you're going to see real results from what you do. And I think. Uh, I'd like to pick your brain about these, uh, business brunches that you hold and the series, uh, the more you glow is, is really cool idea. Why don't you share that stuff with us? Well,
1: let me stop crying from the beautiful music that we've been playing. (laughs)
0: There's a couple heavy hitters. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so I host, I I call them free to affordable. (laughs) Most of them are free. Um, I host a variety of seminars. Um, it's called the more you glow series. And basically I try to make law accessible and I try to make law fun if that's possible. (laughs) So, um, you know, I do have a PowerPoint because PowerPoints are great, but I also show TV clips, you know, I'll show a clip from friends. It'll talk about contracts. I think I even had a clip, um, in my contract presentation from 50 shades of (laughs) gray, Um, and so, yeah, I, I basically, I want people to know that whatever it may be, whether it's contract law, entertainment law, copywriting, it's all real. It's all what we're living. I feel like if I can do that, um, not only is it good for me because I sort of test myself. Can I explain a really wonky, complicated thing in a simple or fun way or both simple and fun. Mm. So there's that. And then there's also, I want for my clients and I want for the public to understand what's out there. I, I don't like this shroud of mystery on what the law is or what entertainment or business law is. Um, so that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, it feels that way sometimes um, for artists, I think.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, one of the joys of doing this is going. And meeting people who I would not ordinarily meet. So, literally, people who I don't even know, um, whether they be a musician, an actor, an artist, a coffee shop owner, they come to my seminars and I find out what they do. It's always part of it is this introduction where everybody goes around and talks about what they're working on. And so they say their name, but then I also ask them I have this long list that's like job slash profession slash side hustle slash contract so that, you know, they can tell me if they want or tell the group, um, all the things they're working on, you mm. know, cause that's, that's life, right? Yeah. Someone might be a teacher and an opera singer at night, some sort of Hannah Montana sort of deal. <laughs> um, so we, I sort of cater to all of those folks, you know, um, so they relate to contracts. I do like an introduction to contracts one. Um, usually, I do um, how to protect your brand, about intellectual property. Um, I do one about business formation, so about the differences between being a sole proprietor, versus partnership, versus LLC, versus corporation. What do they all mean? Why does it matter? Why do we even care? (laughs) Um, So I try, you know, to do stuff like that. And then I also, every time I do a bunch of them, kind of add in things and try them. So this past time I did one on food cart vending and food trucks. And then I also did one on um, the legalities of selling on Etsy, Amazon, eBay, Hmm. um, that sort of deal. So
0: (laughs) I'm sure I, the uh, topics you cover are obviously going to be specified for for each uh, get together that you're having, but I'm sure there's some crazy tangents with businesses yeah. that you've heard that are just so interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I love, um, I don't know, it, it's a guilty pleasure. I think people watching is the best sport, and that's that's what we have, especially in this crazy time. I love that so much, um, and so. Um, you know, and and I also do music ones. So, um I I want to say a year ago I did a thing at Jade Lounge which was um it was legalities for musicians. That's actually how I met uh Ian. <laughs> oh, right man. on. Yeah. Cool. Was at that they showed up. He showed up in his burgundy suit with hat and some sort of feather. (laughs) And so, Uh um, I met him and, and his girlfriend and they were full of light and full of love. And then, um, we've been friends and they've been my clients ever since. Um, so yeah, I just, there's something missing from law, right? So there's the understanding and there's the inaccessibility, but then there's also this community nature. So I literally am trying to bring well, hopefully, sexy back too, but community <laughs> business law back, yeah, and make it about businesses and people and art and what people are doing. This whole corporate ivory tower, inaccessible business law, um, it doesn't jive with me, but it also doesn't jive with the people who actually need the business law help, and um, it's it's been. It's been so much fun. I enjoy it. Well, and folks can
0: experience this coming up. Uh, There's a really cool event at the White Eagle. We've been teasing this, but it's the Women Crush PDX December Music Business Holiday Bash. Uh, It is at the White Eagle next Wednesday, December 19th from 8 to 11 p.m. And there's a couple of artists that are playing Complimentary Colors and the AM LA Band that used to be uh, in Portland. So they've got a couple acts there, but... Talk to us a little bit more about this event. Uh, yeah. Super cool opportunity.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, one because it's it's so multifaceted. I mean, we had to figure out the title. As you see, it's like <laughs> Christmas sweater <laughs> raffle, food, music, alcohol. Business law, you know, it's like every, it's like um, Stefan on Saturday Night Live. It's like every, (laughs) this is a club, like White Eagle Salon is gonna be, (laughs) it has everything. Uh, Everything, (laughs) that's amazing. Um, So basically, um, we're gonna have live performances, we're gonna have a raffle, wear your best Christmas sweater. Um, And I'm gonna take a moment and talk about business law. In a way that hopefully is fun, because I think it should be fun. Yeah, And so we'll talk about um, treating your music as a business. We'll talk about protecting your songs and your lyrics. We'll talk about, you know, band partnership agreements. Um, You know, say you become successful, you don't have an agreement. We know so many stories about how that (laughs) went down. Um, Stuff can get sketchy, folks. And then we know stories about things later on, like with Fleetwood Mac. Um, so things just get more and more dramatic as years go by. So protect be, yourself. Yeah. Protect yourself um, in multiple ways. Touche. And uh, come to this great event. This, so this event happened because um, I'm a big supporter of Women Crush and what they do. And one of my clients and really good friends, um, Hannah Demo, um, is so involved with me, uh, women's or Women Music Crush. Um, I think
0: she's our chapter leader here she, in Portland.
1: Yeah, she is their chapter leader. And uh, we basically, her and I talk a lot about um, not just her music business and what she's doing to protect herself, but also for other artists. What are they doing? How can we help? How can we talk about law in a way that makes sense, but mm-hmm. is also accessible? So her and I, I mean, we've been envisioning an event like this for quite some time and then finally <laughs> came together and stars aligned. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. That's cool. And then another one of my clients, um, complimentary colors, they're going to be performing there too. Right and on and Ashley, the folk pop duo i didn't know you
0: represented them that's fantastic (laughs) uh well i've got the link uh the facebook link to the event you can see the details that michael just talked about and more we're of course going to readdress this by the end of the program uh lots more to cover with michael jonas of rational unicorn legal services uh so glad that you're here tonight another song that you brought in for us to play is a track called never settled by goldford wasn't familiar with this artist beforehand this is really
1: cool um, um, it's an, it's another uh, emotional. I hope your listeners are crying and then laughing and then crying some more. That's what,
0: yeah. We'll bring the uh, comic relief between the emotional tracks that we've all selected for this evening. <laughs> no, this is another good one, and I think it it does it resonates with. Uh, who you are as a person. The songs that you've selected are full of passion, and it's mm. obvious that you're passionate about what you do. Uh, so I want to thank you for going out on a limb uh, and sending me everything from guilty pleasures to uh, this <laughs> stuff. I'm really enjoying it. Never Settled by Goldford here on Sounds of PDX. That was Peach by Broods. I'm your host, Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX. Uh, just a quick PSA for Broods. They're going to be back in town in April at the Wonder Ballroom. Uh, I will put that information out there, of course, as we get sooner. Uh, I w- I'm hanging out tonight with Michael Jonas of Irrational Unicorn Legal Services. I'm shocked I haven't ruined that yet. <laughs> I'm going to uh, mispronounce it sometime. You can uh, just say Rational
1: Unicorn. That's cool.
0: Okay, cool. Right on with Rational Unicorn. And I think the first time we met, I told you how much I, I loved your, your logo and your approach uh to dealing with music law and the music business another approach that you have i just adore is uh your positivity you post uh you know you do the right 80 20 with the social media <laughs> it's very personal you post a lot of positive things but it is refreshing to go through your feed and see something that uh reflects you know whether you're feeling it that way or not on a monday morning mm-hmm. you always put out a cool vibe can you talk to that
1: Yeah. I mean, that just extends to kind of what I was saying earlier is I just try to be myself as a lawyer. I don't want to be some other person, some other character. Um, there's already firms called, you know, righteous justice and scales of justice or, you know, Michael Jonas law. Um, so one there's, what would rational unicorn be? What would rational unicorn put out? It wouldn't be some, some boring thing, you know, you would expect it to be maybe a little glittery or sparkly. You would expect it to be someone hopeful. Um, but I think with me, and you see that with some of my music choices, um, I'm not just about hope and positivity. I'm also about um, allowing myself to be vulnerable and allowing myself to grow and admitting defeat or failure, um, but finding silver linings. And so I try to, with social media, um, like you were saying, a balance. So sometimes inspirational quotes, but I try to not go for the very cheesy. I try to go for things that make you think. Um, sometimes I like cheesy and the happens. I've never but, thought they're cliche yeah. if that helps. Yeah, like, yeah. I've never so felt I try to go way. for that. And then also just um, I like to post things that I do in the community because uh, I want to support the people that I'm supporting. So whether it's, I'm seeing a band play or I'm going to an art fair or something like that, I'm a big fan of talking about it. Um, cause there's, there's no shroud of mystery. You know, if I'm your attorney or if you're following me, you get what you get, <laughs> You get my good days, my bad days, you get the realness. Um, So that's kind of the essence that I try to give off on social media. You know, and of course there's critics of calling your law firm rational unicorn or being funny as a lawyer or even being on social media. I mean, there are attorneys that will, will balk at me and be like, what are you doing? Um, But I think I'm able to do all that because I work really hard and I know about professional responsibilities and ethics and things like that. If you have that out of the way, then you can have fun. Yeah. So I didn't work this hard to be boring. (laughs) And so that's not, (laughs) I've never viewed it as
0: unprofessional at all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I just think, um, these are things that can be fun. And, and that's something I try to emphasize with my clients is we associate law and legal stuff with forms and court and Um, litigation and all these other things. What I tell people is if you have a client service agreement or an event venue agreement, it means that you're performing at an event or you have clients. That's a really good thing. Or if you're trying to protect your songs, it means you have songs. So, I mean, these are really exciting things. So I think, um, taking a really drab, complicated, complex, sometimes, um, stuffy, dodgy, whatever, any word. I mean, you could probably think of 20 words and just reminding people that it doesn't have to be that way. That's a big part of social media for me. Um, and I enjoy it. I, I have fun with it. You post customer feedback. That is
0: really cool. It's obviously, uh, there's the personal and of course the business side to it. Uh, talk to us about that. Cause I mean, it, it's, uh, I've seen screenshots of Yelp reviews stuff that's been I think sent to you directly but that's flattering I mean that the feedback that I read about you is just phenomenal I mean I can't imagine how proud you must feel I'm I'll make you uh, gush about yourself <laughs> for a moment
1: um well first of all say um you know there was a time where I was kind of worried about that I thought it might be self indulgent or it might be it's it's weird right it's weird to post by yourself feedback about you. Um, I do that for a couple of reasons. One is when I do it, I usually try to highlight the client who's leaving that feedback. So I'm able to tell a story about how I was able to help them. Cause it wasn't just about me, it was about figuring out what they needed and then getting to that place where they were happy with the legal service. So it gives me an opportunity to do that. Um, It also puts their words at the forefront. I can I can market. I can tell you that my services are great or that I'm a different kind of law firm. Um, I'm not a photographer telling you about a photography project. I'm not a musician telling you that they felt better at their music festival because they had the correct liability, yeah. um, which was... <laughs> Which was really cute, by the way, when I showed up at the Onion Music Festival and uh-huh. the volunteers were like, "We signed volunteer waivers," <laughs> and the, the vendors were like, "We signed vendor agreements." And then, um, you know, Ian told me I think all eighteen artists had performance contracts. So I think hearing part of that, the sharing, going back to that, sharing the Yelp and sharing Google reviews, or whatever they are. Is so that people who are out there can identify with one of the clients, that they have an issue like that client does, but also that you hear feedback directly from them. Um, I'm pleased with the feedback and I'm (laughs) humbled, you know, and I don't take any of it for granted.
0: It's not a checklist of like lawyer stuff which is great it speaks to your drive to build a community and your drive for i guess that personal customer service and your investment and i think that's what's great about it is yeah. cuz it's not a checklist of things that you do for your profession it's the services that you as a person provide because of the field you're in
1: yeah and those are honestly the most meaningful i mean i've been through a lot of sh- i can't say the word <laughs> i caught myself i've been through a lot right <laughs> yeah. um, and so I don't take anything for granted, you know, that I'm a lawyer, that I live in a beautiful city, that I have a loving boyfriend, that I have clients. Um, So I feel, you know, hashtag blessed, that whole deal. Um, So I think it means a lot to me that I'm able to provide a service and also to help. But it more so means a lot to me when someone writes something like, nobody was listening, you listened, or, I had no idea what to do and you provided clarity Um, or you're not what I expected a lawyer to be. You're completely different. So like things like that mean they mean a lot because it it reinforces that I can be myself as an attorney. It also reinforces that days when I'm tired or I go the extra mile, it was worth it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the stuff people remember, hence why they're writing such glowing reviews for you <laughs> <laughs> uh and just as a reminder uh you can follow rational unicorn on uh twitter and instagram what's your handle and i'll throw it on the talk board as well for our listeners
1: so uh twitter is our unicorn i think our i need unicorn. To get, i need to figure twitter out yep
0: like so it's a good return these days
1: but instagram is um rational unicorn legal
0: and uh, you can go to the sounds of PDX on Instagram as well. Uh, we've been uh, symbiotic this week, tagging each other. So you can find both of our accounts uh, via our accounts. We just talked about- uh,
1: Fangirling each other. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's <laughs> why it's just, you know. That's how we're supposed to be in the the city. Uh, We have a bunch of great stuff to support and share, Uh, one of which is your clients, Onion the Man. You wanted us to play Soul Sensation tonight. I love this song. It's one of the best off the Dolphin Man uh, EP. Uh, How is it to work with this band? I mean, they're so fun to watch on stage, and they're incredibly talented. Yeah. Uh, What are some, I guess, uh, Onion the Man-approved stories you could share with our listeners?
1: Oh, my God. So... um I mean, we talked about this earlier. They're full of love and full of light and genuinely. And I, I hate to say in our time when someone's nice, people think, oh, what do they have up their sleeve? Or this cannot be real. It's real. Very real. They're, they're just full of love, hope, togetherness, um, anywhere, you know, forwardness, change, onward. <laughs> um, and so I think... Ian and their band's ability to take that passion and put it into their music and then to provide that message outwardly is so needed in this time. Um, And I think when you go to their show, you have fun and you relax and it's not forced. It's not um, a mechanical. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Ian's going to wear. I don't know. (laughs) Um, He could have... Makeup on his face. He could have a crazy sailor hat. No idea.
0: Whatever feels right that day to him.
1: Yeah. So I I love that. I mean, I think that's great. And I I think we were talking earlier about Empire of the Sun. You know, there's certain bands and energies where you can go and not think about the world and not think about problems. And you can reinforce the sense that love is around you, even with people in that um, venue who you may not even know everyone's just sort of in this copacetic, we all love each other. We're all here together for this music.
0: Yeah, we're here for the same reason. And I think Ian does a good job live with ending the man of reminding us of that. Yeah, yeah. Man, really good point. Glad that you picked this for our playlist. Hope you're enjoying our tunes tonight. Uh, say hello to myself and Michael Jonas on the talk board, or you can tweet us at PDX Radio Project. We will uh, be back with a bunch more great tunes, more selections from Michael, and more local music from us here at Portland Radio Project.
1: Look into the new days
0: on this is portland radio project and uh you've been enjoying tunes from myself and michael jonas that was stay alive by jose gonzalez off of the wonderful life of walter middy soundtrack yeah what a rad movie if you haven't seen it go rent it or stream it it's starring uh ben stiller and it is such a beautiful surprise
1: if you're not busy crying (laughs) if you're not busy crying you know another really good um song i almost gave you was from uh the little miss sunshine oh i i love that movie and i love the soundtrack
0: so good all that all that era um, you know, Garden State, yeah. Loomis Sunshine, uh, so many good soundtracks out there. Uh, well, we've been enjoying some cool tunes tonight talking about music law and the music business. We live in such a cool place. We have so much great music coming in and out yeah. of town. You uh, know
1: what would be fun too is to just have a day where we come up with band names.
0: <laughs> it's the hardest part, let me tell you. <laughs> the hardest part about starting a band is you can find your buddies and everyone gets excited and then there was you, you gotta name yourself
1: uh, red jumpsuit apparatus, Great. and I think I one time came up with yellow poncho catastrophe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I like that one better. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a ton, and people don't know at the time. Deep Purple, uh, Smoke on the Water was really big. I guess there was three other bands on the market that were called Deep Purple. Oh, So I guess back in the day it was whoever made it uh, famous first got to move on uh, with the name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got some songs coming up here, a couple more uh, from myself and some from Michael Jonas. Uh, the next ones that we have on the playlist is You Amaze Me by La Force. Uh, are you familiar with this artist? I think so. Uh, really cool, almost uh, similar to a Florence and the Machine vibe. Got a little bit of a, a Paula Cole and Tori Amos uh, vibe to them Florence as well. Flight girl, yeah, uh, and actually sonically very much uh, similar to that. That uh, I forget the name of that Tori Amos record. Uh, I think it's Into the Pink as one of the best uh, albums that she put out. Uh, But this is an artist I recently found, and her single, You Amaze Me, is super dope. Throw on some headphones. You're definitely going to enjoy this. So stick around. We've got more with Michael Jonas from Rational Unicorn coming up here on Sounds of PDX. You Amaze Me by La Force here on Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal. I've been hanging out with Michael Jonas, a rational unicorn, uh, all evening. Uh, so, we've talked about your approach to the business, uh, the many, just more the music business mm-hmm. that you cover. Basically, if, if you're in a creative endeavor, mm-hmm. uh, you need to protect your IP and
1: also work with somebody that you can trust. Uh, and, and I call it um, my, my newest thing is community business law for everyone in the community. I like that. Now,
0: uh, what do you mean by that for listeners who are like, all right, community is such a buzzword, but uh, I think when people understand what you're trying to do, it's, it is it is about the intention. I mean, mm. co- communities can mean a lot of things to a lot of different sure. people. Um, so what would you think that community means, especially, let's say, for our, our listeners or demographic in the music business? Why is that so important here in town?
1: Um, geez, that's (laughs) so loaded question for an easy question. (laughs) Um, it, it means belonging togetherness, um, understanding, I think listening, not only listening, but being heard, you know, when someone says, um, do you hear me? Do you, you know, do you really hear me? So I feel like, um, A lot of service industry, whether it's business consulting or law or financial advising, any of these things, um, there is this question of, is the person really there? Are they listening to me? Are they real? Are they? um, So I think my point is, is that my law firm is for people who um, work a couple jobs. Maybe you're a single mother and you own a coffee shop. Maybe you... Um, maybe you sing, maybe you dance, maybe you, um, you want to be a painter. So you're starting a painting business, you know, like whatever it may be. So there's that, there's the career component of it, but there's also, um, I don't care what your race, sexuality, um, gender identification, whatever it may be. I, if you're a cool person, and you have a plan for your business and you want to move forward, let's work together. So that's what I mean is um, there is a lot of use of that word community, but mm. it is, on one hand, it's either not respected or it's done in a sort of, um, I, I hate, I mean, hopefully ExxonMobil doesn't sue me, but it's like <laughs> ExxonMobil telling me they're a green company. Yeah, it's laughable. And, and so I think that In the professional world, that can also happen where someone says, we're out for you, we're out for the community. And the question is, are they really? (laughs) And what part of the community? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I welcome everybody. And I think that everyone needs business law services, especially musicians and especially artists.
0: You said something cool earlier about the aspect that You know, it's pretty rare that someone is just a vocalist or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all doing different things, whether it's the side hustle or a side job or or whatever, but there's a lot of cultures that emphasize that for the fact that it is, you know, if someone asked me back in the day when I was at corporate America gig, well, what do you do Mm -hmm. in our, in our culture, it's a knee jerk reaction to say, Oh, I'm an account manager for parts supply chain company. But at the time, I was also a recording artist and a music producer, but that isn't what I would say. However, these cultures, they omit what pays the bills. They will express to you who they are as a person through their art or whatever their uh, creative endeavor is. And I love that you touched on that in the first hour Mm. because it is. It goes back to... I think everything that I've read in your bio and on your website, it's about the intentionality of truly connecting with people.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, well, first of all, thank you. Um, You know, I'm someone who didn't come for money. We lost our house when I was 12 before the whole foreclosure crisis and had to babysit and pass out flyers. And then I worked in restaurants from like 15 to 25. And so I get going to school while working, while having an internship, while writing, you know, doing all these different things, and that's the reality. And so, this idea that you have to hide your passion or your art or not talk about it—I um, I don't think that's right. Mm. Um, I think that if people have a problem with it, then those are not the people you surround yourself with. And there's another example of community is surrounding yourself with people who are supportive of your passion um, and also supportive of making your passion into your career. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about this, maybe you have to have a job and then do your project at night or on the weekend, but you slowly phase that out and you work on the thing that you want to do. Um, so I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, to think of, uh, I would just encourage people that are listening to take what you do as your art or your passion very seriously. Um, That doesn't mean quit your job tomorrow and you have no money to pay your overpriced rent (laughs) for a small (laughs) apartment. It means you do what you need to do and you hustle and you work at night and you work on the weekend. And if you put out a song, you share it with everybody. You don't three times. Yeah. And you don't sort of, oh, I kind of did this thing. You know, and I get that vulnerability or that. um, So, so in essence, going back to what you were saying is I have clients who um, they're a teacher, a Lyft driver, and they paint, you know, or someone makes jewelry and they're an accountant. And you're like, how, how is this possible? But what will happen is maybe that person will want to be both an accountant and make jewelry for the rest of their life. That's fine. Sure. Or maybe they want to make jewelry full time. So we'll figure that out. We'll figure out the formality for whatever they're doing. And then um, there's a time when before you know it, that person is doing jewelry yeah, <laughs> or doing music or doing art um, or instead of just working for a coffee shop, I actually have a client right now who works at a coffee shop. That's a client of mine <laughs> and he and his friends have a coffee company And they've been to farmer's markets. They've been making all these arrangements with studios. So they'll go in like a ceramic or pottery studio and they'll do coffee for the people making ceramics. They'll go in an art studio and they'll make coffee for them. And they're hustling. And so he has his job. He's working for a coffee place. He's still learning about coffee. But in the meantime, you know, he and I have figured out contracts. We have trademark applications that are in. We're getting rolling on all these business things. Before you know it, he won't be working for the other coffee place. He'll just have his project full time. Um, but think about having not done that. Think about just thinking about that. Right. And ten years go by, and the time you know that expression like the time will pass regardless. So, ten years could go by, and you're thinking, oh, I could have had my own coffee place. Yeah, you could have. True. Know? Yeah. Or I could have. I could have made my own music. Sure, you could have. Um, so my whole thing in life is if that's something you're thinking about doing and you continually, I mean, it's not always in the same moment. So like something could come up. We were talking about that. Something could come up later. We were talking about how we were both the president of speech and debate Yeah. (laughs) and you, you did radio and I did a little bit of theater and, and things like that. Um, life is not always chronological. And sometimes passions and things come up later in life. Or you realize, oh my God, I really love this. So being open to exploring that new business venture or that new art project and allowing yourself to do it and to not feel shame about it and do a lot of time to it, because we're so used to like clocking in and out, or we're so used to putting worth on the only things that give us that paycheck sure, that we sort of lose ourselves in that. We push things aside. We forget about the other. So I think the important thing is asking yourself, is this a business? Is this a hobby? Is this a future career? Um, Maybe I can do one of these things. Maybe I can do all three. Maybe you were meant to be something that you've thought about for 20 years and you fell into a job that was stable. So you don't blame yourself and you don't say, you know. Oh my God. (laughs) Because before you know it, you'll be there for another 20 years. You sort of have that realization and you go, okay, now's the time you can change your story. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn from whatever, um, good, bad, and ugly. I mean, here's me with these quotes, (laughs) but, um, So two quotes for you and like the cheese factor and the dad jokes are getting higher, but (laughs) so there's, there's, um, and whether or not this is Banksy or not, it's attributed to Banksy, but it's, um, when you're tired, learn how to rest, not how to quit. Mm. So that's really important to me and really crucial. And that's something that I've been working on and I continue to work on, but for people out there that are listening, learn how to rest and try to rest and don't quit. So I think a lot of times when we have something that is a struggle or it's not working out, if you can actually learn to rest and not to quit, that is the moment where you will figure out what to do next instead of throwing it all away. Um, So there's that, and then there's the other quote, (laughs) which is um, failure is not the opposite of success, it's part of success. So it's crucial, and if you look at every single story, whether it's a story on Shark Tank, which I watch, oh, I adore or, that show, or you know, um, if you look, we were just playing Sia earlier, I mean, Sia was an alcoholic, a drug addict, um, was turned away by multiple people, and she Sia, you know, we don't always hear these stories, but everybody has struggles and failures and things like that. So the question is, what do you do with it? How do you move that forward? Mm. So I think um, one of the things that I like about my job is working with people. It is the law. It is boring. It is about you know actual formality. But and there's this rational unicorn coming into this is how do we take your dreams, figure out what the logistical thing to do would be, and then how do we make you you know fly, soar, sparkle. Um, but if you never figure out the formality or if you never allow yourself to do that, you're never going to know.
0: Yeah. If you're just afraid to say, oh, I'm, I'm good at writing music, but I don't know how to copyright it. Like there's a lot of fear, like we talked about at the top of the show. And I, I think what you're saying is perfect because artists who are making or creating are passionate people. And you're passionate about what Mm -hmm. you're doing and providing for them. So I can see you almost from like, uh, you know, the mountaintop, you see people taking the same trails over and over. And I'm sure you see a lot of failure, which Mm -hmm. is part of success. Um, but to see people turn around their passion and be able to Mm -hmm. fly and create and even, you know, make a living for themselves. I'm sure that's beyond rewarding for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's beyond rewarding, but it's important. And it's not that I have that role, you know, I'm not supposed to be someone's teacher or parent or whatever. Um, and there is a tough love component, you know, I've, I've told clients like, you can't do that or that's not right. Or you have to do this or you're never going to have any protection. So I, I try to also balance that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one of the, the very joyful parts of my job is seeing people working on their dreams. So I don't know where they go. I don't know how far they go. I obviously am not there to hold hands and I'm not there for their daily hustle, but I sort of am involved with that process. So by being part of that, process of pushing this forward um there is something really beautiful about that so someone will come to me and tell me about their band and how they met a couple people and then you know we're making a band partnership agreement and then they get booked and then i review the venue contract and you know like i'm part of that logistical phase um so requiring formality it can be done in this preventative, but it's also, like I said, a sign of success. Mm. So you as an artist actually should yearn for these professional things, for for business, for contracts. It'll make you stand out <laughs> yeah. in a good way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would just say you you also have to not give up, which is very difficult. And that's a lot of the music that we're playing tonight. Um, You know, I told you I took nine bar exams. Um, I could have said I'm done after the first or the second or the third, and I could be absolutely crazy, right? Um, But I knew that Uh I wanted to be a lawyer and I had the potential to be, so I kept taking it. So the question is, and we were talking about this, it's not just the talent and the skill of an artist, it's their hustle, it's their drive, it's their how much is this person going to get kicked down... And still believe that they have the ability to do this and to make Mm. something out of themselves. And so the people that we were talking about at break, um, it's not just that they're good musically, they're business people. And, And there again is the art is your business. So valuing your art enough to give it formality will actually... Put your art out into the world. And it's sad that that is what has to happen. But we live in a world of business and laws and structures. It's a commerce game. At the end of the day,
0: so. you you want people to hear your music and purchase your music so you can do this full time. Uh, we are surprisingly and unfortunately near the end of the program. Uh, Michael, I want to thank you for your candor and advice, and let me throw some uh, curveballs at you. It's been a blast having you on the air, and uh, again, I can't thank you enough for the information that you've shared with us today.
1: Yeah, I've had a wonderful time, so I really appreciate you having me. Of course. It's, uh, it's been it's been There's been a lot of emotion.
0: (laughs) We we could probably do this for four hours. It's been a blast. Uh, We could go down the rabbit hole with tunes and the music business. Uh, But yeah, I really appreciate you coming in. And of course, drawing attention to next week's event. Uh, We've got the Women Crush PDX December Music Business Holiday Bash at the White Eagle. Next Wednesday, December 19th at 8 p.m. It's going to be a really great event.
1: Yeah, I hope to see um, some of you listeners there or all the listeners there. And remember, if you don't have a Cool Christmas sweater, you could always just attach bows. Yeah. Any sweater. Or a work. giant bow and then you're, you know, the wrapped present. The or- greatest gift of all. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Now I'm thinking about Justin Timberlake Between you and I are mental shortcuts is just out of control
0: uh, This is uh, This is fantastic uh, So we since we're running out of time Which song should we send the listeners off Into the night that best re- represents you We've got the Head and the Heart The James Bay and the uh, Line. I think is how you say it uh, Track Oh my god
1: those are all so good All
0: really good songs
1: um, Ask me one more time <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we can send them off into the night with the head and the heart track uh james bay or the
1: conda line or
0: code online i
1: think love will set you free okay perfect. yeah
0: we'll do, we'll do that track this is a cool one uh definitely a soundtracky type uh tune why did this make our playlist and and why'd you choose this one as the anchor for the night
1: i think we live in a crazy time i bang my head against the wall every day but really all we have is love it's you know That's, that's what's there. So that's the essence of the song is love will set you free. Whether it's, whether it's the love of yourself, another life, being able to get up in the morning, it comes down to that.
0: Being grateful for the little things. Uh, Hashtag yeah.
1: blessed, y'all. Hashtag <laughs> blessed.
0: Uh, thank you so much once again, Michael Jonas of Rational Unicorn. Legal Service has been hanging out with me tonight. I want to give a special shout out to Ben Hooks on the talk board. Thanks for tuning in from Arizona and participating with us there. Uh, thanks again to everyone. I will be back next week with Sounds of PDX, a brand new episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Until next time, I've been your host, Luke Neal, reminding you to support and discover local music. Have a great night.